Hey, business building warrior. Welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. We've got a shorter episode for you today. I sat down with one of the very knowledgeable, helpful, popular sponsors of our community to talk about repricing. Now, there's many great repricers in the Amazon seller arena, the one that I use, the one that a good number of leaders and coaches, content creators on our team also uses, Be Cool. And Samuel Krushinsky sat down with us today, spent some time talking through what a repricer can do, at what point you need one, some examples of people's businesses who have been impacted by the application of a repricer. And in case you're brand new around here, you should know this. If you're completely new to selling on Amazon, you do not need a repricer yet. It's at the point where you have 50, maybe 100 different ASINs that you're selling against. Maybe you're using the replens training that you've heard us talk about so many times. All those dozens and dozens of recent podcast episodes with people who are building great businesses using the proven Amazon course strategies, specifically the replen strategy. As your business grows, that's when you start to need a repricer because it helps keep your prices in range of most likely to make a sale. So a repricer helps you reprice so you can maximize the velocity and net revenue of the ASINs that you're selling. So that's an overview of who today's episode is for. If you're brand new, I'd encourage you, hey, check out some of the recent great interviews with some of the brand new students who started with a few hundred dollars or maybe a little more than that, rolled it into a great business and built a great story. We love interviewing the students of this community on our podcast. Most episodes are that. If you're new around here, you need to know that. If you've been around a while, this is just an episode where we dive into who needs a repricer, some of the features of the Be Cool repricer, and they're going to be one of our great guests at our conference this year as well. They're also celebrating a 10-year anniversary of their product, so we wanted to celebrate that with them as well because, like I said, they're a great supporter of this community. They've helped a lot of people in our community build beautiful businesses, and so we spent some time with Samuel. Enjoy this conversation. And we'll have another great episode for you again very soon. So Samuel, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Good to see you, my friend. Hi, Jim. Thanks for the warm introduction. We're super happy to share winning repricing strategies to help people win the Amazon buy box and also provide some selling tips on Amazon. Also, for the people who don't know who we are, we'll share a little bit who we are. And we hope to provide a ton of value to your community and help everyone who's watching this video to get better results for their Amazon store. Absolutely, man. You guys are really good at what you do. You're one of the top sponsors of our community and our podcast. Uh, it's the repricer that I use for on my Amazon account. And of our 60 coaches, I think about a third of them, at least, if not more, are loyal Be Cool fans as well. So very popular around here for sure, man. Yeah, it's, um, you know, we're very thankful to the MySilent team and, and just to be, uh, you know, sharing about our repricer for everyone, you know, I want to share who Be Cool is. So I'd like to start out, just introduce who Be Cool is. And Be Cool stands for Be Cool. And it stands for being cool with your business to streamline your business operations. And Be Cool has been around for more than 10 years now, actually 12 years to be exact. And we have over 50 people at the company and we have one of the highest R&D ratios in the industry for Amazon third-party software. And we're the number one Amazon AI repricing software by the number of users and also according to the Amazon App Store and all the other review sites. You can just Google it and you can look us up. And we're the only ones with a case study on the Amazon website. You can look it up. We're the only ones. 
That's and awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. I didn't realize you guys were the number one AI uh, repricer. That's fantastic. I hadn't heard that yeah. news. Congrats, man. By the number of uh, users and also by the Amazon App Store. Yeah. yeah. And then the reason is, you know, we don't have a very high paywall. You know, we right. start out $25, $25 and at bucks, $50, yeah. uh, you're able to already have AI and also conditional repricing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's affordable and we've been around for a long time, Yeah, more than, you know, 10 years. And then so, you know, we really continue to upgrade our software and, you know, we're in the marketplace development council. And for everyone who's watching this, if you don't remember anything, the most important thing is, you know, you can use BeCool without using your credit card. We don't have to interview you. So you can just sign up and use Jim's link. So you get 16 days more for the free trial. Rather than 14 days, you get 30 days of free trial by using Jim's link. Right. And there's a link in the show notes near this video. So look for that. Yes, fantastic. Yeah. So Jim, I know you wanted to, to talk about some of the user the users of BeCool. So I'm going to share some of the users. I'm not going to bore everybody with all the settings. Uh, you guys can watch those on YouTube. You can go to our support site and look at those. But we have a lot of different support options. We have live chat from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Also, we have onboarding webinars free as available for you to sign up as well. And some of the users that use our software, I'm just going to share a couple of them here. And the first one we have is a person called Steve. And Steve worked at Applebee's as a waiter for several years. And so he would be there, you know, getting the tips. He would, you know, work hard, work 12 hour days. And then he would, you know, get, I've went to Applebee's, you know, I like Applebee's. Applebee's a good restaurant, but he wasn't that happy, you know, every day because he would leave the restaurant and he wanted to go eat at other restaurants. And he saw that the money there wasn't that, you know, wasn't a lot. Yeah, so he wasn't able to live the lifestyle that he wanted. So he started to sell online, originally on eBay first. So the first item that he sold was a bicycle that he found. So he found a bicycle on Craigslist. He went over to that place. And of course, the tire was busted. By the way, there's actually a nice YouTuber called Ryan Trehall, the one, the penny. If you guys haven't seen that, it's very interesting. But basically, he took broken bike, switched to tires, and he resold it. And he made about a $40 profit for his right. first item. So then he started doing that just around the time 2012, 2013. And he was doing about 20K in sales when he made the lifetime decision to be an e-commerce full-time seller. And Jim, I want to ask you, usually yeah. for your students, for your community, when do people move from doing it as a side hustle, doing it on the side to becoming a full-time job, just focusing on Amazon or other e-commerce yeah. e businesses. We've interviewed hundreds of students on this channel over the years, and uh, it's different for everyone. People have just, they have different goals. So it's kind of hard to identify a certain point in time, but quite often we'll see people wait until they've replaced their other income with this mm -hmm. Side gig of Amazon, you know, working a few hours a week and squeezing it into the cracks of their life is the terminology we use. At the point where they're making almost as much or as much as they are from their other real job, that's typically when most people are pretty comfortable making the leap. And I like to see people be cautious. You know, I don't want to see anyone, you know, jump out of the boat before they're close enough to the dock <laughs> to make the leap, right? right? <laughs> but we've just seen so many of those stories over the years of people who have replaced it. But yeah, typically, if, if you're about 75% of the income from your real job, you're probably in a pretty good position to go ahead and, and take that leap or start to transition. I like to see slow transitions. That's kind of what I prefer to see. We talked to one of your coaches, Larry and Sue, and mm -hmm. one of the tips they gave us is that you have to have maybe like six months of expenses. So you, yes. you know, you're ready to take the leap. 
And, yep. and you also, you want to live, you know, as well, not frugally, but you want to live as low expense as you can so that you're able to bootstrap yourself when you're right. starting your, you know, if you do this full time and then, then you like building Lego blocks, you know, like you might get more products, you put more products, you put more money in the business. And then, like you mentioned, you know, around 75% salary, then maybe it's time for you to, you know, do it full time. Yeah, or maybe yeah. one of the couples do it full time and the other one has a stable job. And then you transition over to that. We see many uh, couples do that. Yeah. And you mentioned that six month of income. We typically say whichever spouse is the most nervous, you know, you both name a number, how many months worth of income do we need to have stored away? You know, maybe the, the guy says eight months and the wife says 10 months. Okay, we're going with 10 months because we don't want this to distress anyone's marriage, <laughs> right? Right. But once right, you've got exactly. that set aside and you you see your income is is significant enough to where you guys are going to be okay. We see people jump into e-commerce, selling on Amazon, been seeing it for years, man. As many success stories right now as we've ever seen because it's just a, such a growing opportunity. That's right. And another seller that I wanted to share with you, his name is called uh, Dave. And he actually used to work at Disneyland. Well, Disney World, to be exact, in Florida. And you know, it's pretty controversial right now with DeSantis going for presidency and also, you know, Disney World. You know, they have this thing going on. Politically aside, you know, we want to talk, you know, Disneyland, their, their motto is to be the happiest place on earth. So Dave worked at Disneyland and he put on a happy face. You know, when he went, went to Disneyland, he wanted to be happy, but he was making $10 an hour. So he would work there $10 an hour in the park. He had an internship there as well. And he would leave Disneyland and he wanted to buy food there. But, you know, Disneyland is a resort. So they're going to charge very high prices. And then so he couldn't afford to even buy the food there. So he was happy working there. But when he was leaving, <laughs> sure. you know, he wasn't that happy anymore. And yeah. then he would look at his bank account and he would think about his future. And he would think that I'm not really that happy. Like I'm happy when I'm working there, but when I leave, I'm not really that happy. It's not true happiness. And so he started with $100. And then the first item that he sold was a magic school bus lunchbox. He was <laughs> able to pick that up from a frisk store for you know very low price, around three or four bucks. And he was amazed that after one or two weeks, he sold it for around $25, $30. And so he quickly turned $100 of thrifting from the thrift shops, from Goodwills, and he was able to flip it to $1,000 in the first month. So you know, Dave suggests starting with $500 on Amazon. What do you think, Jim? Like, How much money should people, you know, when they start their Amazon business, when they go in, how much money should they invest when they first start? Yeah, great question. Some of my favorite podcast episodes are the people who started very conservatively. One of them is uh, it's actually my aunt's chiropractor. Long story short, he started with $200. That's it. He could have started with much more, but he just wanted to test the waters. He's never added more money to his business. He started oh, wow. with $200. That got him our proven Amazon course. That got him his initial inventory. And they got him you know, the basic tools that we encourage new sellers to get. It took off within... A year, he was selling off tens of thousands of dollars of student debt, and he's never added another penny. He bought our coaching program, right? So you hear stories like that because if you're turning that money over quickly and you're seeing those 20 to 40% net margins, it's a pretty incredible thing to watch that pile of money grow over time. You just keep pouring it back in, pouring it back. Now, he never pulled any money out either, but he only started with $200. So we see those stories all the time. And we have people come to us. I talked to a guy just a couple of days ago who said, okay, I've got about thirty to $40,000 to put into this. 
what's the plan? I said, keep it all in the bank. You're going to need a few hundred bucks. <laughs> That's it. And you're going to go through the same paces that you, we'd put you through if you were someone come to us with just a few hundred dollars. Uh, because you got to learn those basic small tests and those, you know, the strategies that we teach that they, the replans model specifically, you don't need a lot of money to do it. It's more time, effort, and energy as you get ramped up. Yeah. Like you mentioned, you don't need a whole big amount of money to start. And so you can start with a few hundred dollars. In our case, Dave, he's doing, uh, accumulated about $10 million. And he's a seven-figure seller now. Mm-hmm. And he's much happier than when he worked at Disneyland. Right I would now, <laughs> you know, he can provide for his family. Yeah. You know, he's able to go on vacations when he wants to. And it's there 24-7 running for him. Like, it's not by the number of hours you're working, right? And then he's also outsourced part of this operation. He has his own warehouse and a prep center. And also he has uh, VAs that he works with. Mm -hmm. And then I know, Jim, in your course, you teach all of that. You know, when should you get a VA? How do you interview a VA? When Mm -hmm. should you start outsourcing to a prep center? And one Mm -hmm. of the questions that I have is, uh, what do you think is the first thing to outsource? Like when you are growing your business, like if you get to- Great question. You know, yeah. yeah. I've heard that question for years. As you start to grow and you're wearing all the hats, you're the one doing all the work, who's that first person you should hire? What most people do is they, I call it a convenience hire, meaning they find the parts of the, their job that they just don't like and they go hire somebody to do that. Like, oh, I don't like taping boxes or, oh, I don't like going to the store or I don't like getting online and placing orders. They find someone to replace the convenience. I don't like that. I go with what I believe to be a, a is it, it's more of a biblical model is there's some, there's some wisdom in this model is you go find somebody who can contribute to the net revenue of the business. That's your first hire. Meaning if you're in the replens model, which is what we teach people, you find someone who you can bring on the team that looks for winning ASINs. They're looking for winning inventory right alongside of you. So you start to replace the most important skill set the lifeblood of your business. You want someone coming in and contributing to that. And then with the revenue generated from that extra person, like you know, a sales rep almost position, right? You want to hire a sales rep as your first hire because they're generating more revenue for the company. You use that revenue to start making your life more convenient. Instead of burning through all of your revenue, making your life easier, and you look over your shoulder and you're just on a treadmill paying the bills, but your business isn't growing anymore because you hired all these people. You got to keep on the payroll, right? So that's my advice is hire someone who generates net revenue. That's your first hire. That's really good advice. Like I've never thought of it that way. Most of the people I talk to, they recommend bring on somebody to do packing or you know things mm-hmm. that you might not want to do. But if you do increase your revenue, if, if you do increase sourcing, you know, buying mm-hmm. more products, and then, right. then you'll be able to afford all that. And then your company is growing, your sales is growing. So that's a really good insight. I, I, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Most of the people I talked to that they say something that else. So this I is I call those unique. convenience, convenience hires, man. And and you you can very easily bury your own business with those convenience right. hires. Right, exactly. So the third guy I wanted to share who's using Be Cool, and uh, he's using the AI repricer as well. And he's actually still in high school. Yeah. So he's 17 years old. And he started selling maybe just for one year or two years, just one and a half years. And then he was able, he's grew tremendously. Yeah, he sells you know groceries, beauty products, and he does online arbitrage and also wholesale right now. And he used to work at Target and there will be some special deals. But now, you know, he is working while he's going to school. So one of the things I want people to know is that age is not a limitation. 
right? Just because right. Uh, you're you're still in high school, maybe you're even in junior high school, maybe you're in elementary school, you could still start the Amazon business. You could you know talk to your parents, you know get them to help you to set up the Amazon store. You can talk to Jim's coaches to help you. You know be in the community, join the uh, My Silent team, and you know be able to get these ideas. And then the sky's the limit, right? He's only in seven. I mean, he, he's going to grow. I, tremendously. Uh, he's, he's already grown so much and he uses Be Cool, uses the AI repricer. He's very happy with the result as well. And he's, age is not a barrier. That's my Incredible key point. Yeah. We've, got a, we've got a young teenager that I interviewed for the podcast. It's been a while back. He's still in the community, very active. I think he's coming to our Proven Conference. One of the challenges we had with, well, he had to ride his bicycle to go sourcing because he didn't have his driver's oh, wow. license yet. <laughs> That's how young he started. <laughs> how he does he 15? bring the products back in the, in the bicycle as he well? He would like, buy them, yeah. have the store, yeah. hold them. And then when his parents could drive him, he would go by and put them in the car. Yeah, isn't okay. that incredible? Or he would just you know, go get sourcing ideas, do his research, and then you know put the stuff on hold at the store. He had, had to get very creative. And uh, he actually comes to our conferences, but he's under 18. So we have to make special arrangements for him to be able to stay at the hotel because they require an adult present, right? And he's like 17 with his massive business. And so yeah, it doesn't matter. We've got homeschooled young kids, you know, 12, 13-year-olds with they're helping their parents under their parents' Amazon account, but they're building incredible businesses. A lot of homeschool families get into entrepreneurship as well. So we've got a lot of those younger kids building incredible businesses, getting a head start on life with entrepreneurship and e-commerce. Love to see it, man. I love those stories. Yeah. For Devin, like what's really interesting about him is he talks about, you know, finding his other half. Like he's single, you know, he's focused in school, mm-hmm. focused in his Amazon business, and he wants to build enough wealth. So when he finds the right person, you know, it, mm-hmm. he'll be able to support the family, he'll be able to support them. So I mean, mm-hmm. like that's good motive, right? And it so is. you, you want to know the why. Like, why are you doing the business? Why are you, you know, growing the business? Yeah. What, what are your mm-hmm. thoughts about that, Jim? Well, you know, there's a biblical precedent there. That's the way life is supposed to be done as a young man. You go out and you you make yourself, actually in the Hebrew tradition, the difference between a boy and a man, there's no such thing as a teenager or adolescence in Hebrew. You're a boy or you're a man. A boy needs his dad's money and his mom's mental, emotional support to function. Man doesn't need any of those things. It doesn't mean his dad's never going to give him any money and his mom's going to stop loving him. It just means he doesn't need those things for his existence. He's become independent. So biblically, you, you establish yourself independently as a young man, and then you're a great candidate to find a great wife and, and, and build a home. So you, you establish yourself financially and then, and sometimes people do it out of order, and I'm not saying they're doing anything wrong necessarily. I'm just saying that's the preferred, that's the best case scenario for how to do life the right way from the biblical model. And so, yeah, if you can start business as a young entrepreneur and start have that momentum, male, female, doesn't matter, obviously. Uh, but the stories we've happened to have told them in a couple of young guys today, but just having that to fall back on, you know, so you don't have to go get a job and work nine to five and work 60 hours a week and try to climb the corporate ladder. Instead, you're, instead of building someone else's dreams, you're building your own dreams and starting as a young person doing that gives you so many advantages. This I love to see it, man. It's a topic of passion for me to see young people get into entrepreneurship. None of my kids are going to college. They're involved in very successful businesses. All of them. It's just, it, that's, you know, that's an amazing. option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another option out there where you don't have to go in debt, fifty, sixty thousand dollars mm-hmm. uh, plus boarding you know, for school, and then you come out with a big amount of debt. You're going to be paying off for half your life. It is great option to be able to run a business. You could pass the business down to your family as well, and then you're you're much in a better financial place. Yeah, and then that's being wise as well. 
Uh, so yeah, that's definitely a path for many people. And you don't have to do it full-time as well, right? You can do it on the side and then until it gets to a point. And there might be even people like, for example, Devin, he studied in high school and he's going to fund himself. And, you know, he's not taking money from his family. He's becoming a man, like you mentioned. Yeah, so this is great. This is uh, very inspirational. And so, you know, there's different repricing tips that we want to share as well, just to let people know the different options that are out there. And, you know, we have three different types of repricing. They're rule-based, they're AI-powered repricer, and also conditional repricer. And we actually went on the silent uh, sales machine learning, the podcast episode number 496. So you guys go back and you know, check out what we said about conditional repricer and then also 404 about the AI-powered repricer. So I'm not going to, you know, set it up, but I'm just going to tell you who's it for, like the different type of plans. So for the rule-based, typically we would recommend people to match the buy box. So you're not, you know, going down to the penny, penny dropping. And then if you're competing, let's say you're FBM versus FBA, typically we say you got to be about 10 cents lower than FBA uh, to win the buy box, depending on the product, of course, uh, but in most cases. And if you're on a listing against Amazon, which happens when they jump on, we, don't, we generally recommend people not to start selling products that Amazon has jumped on. There are some exceptions, but in general, when you're starting out, you know, we recommend you to find a, a product that Amazon's on the listing. Yeah. And then usually we will recommend people to price if Amazon does become on a listing about 3% lower. Uh, so those are some tips for rule base. For AI powered, the main advantage is incremental repricing and also the higher buy box win percentage usually around 12 to 20% higher. Jim, what type of repricing rules do you use? We're in the AI-powered repricing, and I know you guys work closely with my mom. She loves you guys. And I'm so excited you guys all get to meet face-to-face for the first time at the Proven Conference here coming up July 6th through 8th. But yeah, she's in charge of it, but we're using the AI repricing rules. I absolutely love it. And I love the new features you guys are always pouring in there as well. So yeah, we're, we're excited to be using Be Cool every day in our business. Yeah, absolutely. We actually have a lot of new updates. In fact, we have updates every single quarter toward the end of the year. And so yeah, for your mom, Judy, yeah, we're excited to meet her in, you know, in real life, face to face. We had a lot of calls and now we'll be able to meet her. And what's amazing is, you know, she is over 70 years old. I won't say her exact age. You know, it's not the public, but she's able <laughs> yeah, to she learn. She just had a birthday, actually. She yeah. just had her birthday, yeah. So, but she's able to learn the repricer uh, very quickly, very fast, and she's very intelligent. And she's, you know, she's done tremendous. Yeah, business has grown tremendously. It's amazing. Yes. Like, I think there's a huge growth rate. And then basically, we want to ask you, Jim, what's your suggestion? Let's say you're pricing an item Let's say you find an item and it's a popular item, but you're only able to get a small number of them. In Mm -hmm. this type of scenario where you have low inventory, but the product is high in demand, what do you recommend? Like, how do you recommend people to price it? Pricing strategy? Well, typically, if you've done your homework and you've looked at the Keepa chart, which we talk about Keepa back in podcast episode number 369, I'm not going to dive into what that tool is or what it does for you, but if you've paid attention to Keepa and it's a fast moving product, we would. We only want you to buy a few units. You never buy more than just a tiny handful of anything when you're testing a new ASIN. So you've got a few units. We say go in high. Why not? The worst case scenario is you wait three weeks to a month and nothing happens. Well, then you start you know, getting more strategic and uh, seeing if you can move that product. Knowing, again, if you've done your homework, knowing your worst case scenario is you're going to break even and get your money back. 
because you've done your research. This is a product that's selling well at a reasonable expectation of profit. So if it doesn't happen, test is over, you get your money back. That's okay. It happens sometimes. But if you send it in at a higher price than what your instincts might tell you, ignoring the buy box typically is what we say, going well above the buy box and just see what happens on the fast moving products. We talk about in podcast episode, we're mentioning a lot of past episodes. Uh, yes. So 554, we really dive into a strategy where you know you can ignore the buy box, go a little higher than let your repricer kind of slowly drop it over time until you hit that sweet spot and then decide at that point, is this something I want to keep selling or not based on what I've just seen happen over the past three weeks to a month of testing this item. If you wanted to set that up using the Bequel repricer, you could actually do that for the conditional repricer. So what Jim is mentioning is for the first 30 days, you know, up to 30 days, you're testing the waters. So you might have the product at a higher price, higher than the buy box price. So if you're using Bequel, uh, you can actually set it up in the inventory age condition for the first zero to 30 days. You can set a very, you can set a fixed price. You can set a price that's above the buy box by a certain amount or certain percentage. And then you can have it at more profit-driven AI rule. And then as you progress, maybe when you get to 90 days, then you would change to a more aggressive rule. So we actually have special handout that's available as well. You could you know, email us at support at Bequel.com, or you could also ask Jim, and then uh, we'll provide the PDF to Jim and, you, and he'll share it with you. So we actually have yeah. specific settings that you could use. And we also made videos about it. So you could go to our YouTube channel, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and you can watch it uh, right on YouTube as well. Send me a little PDF with that and I'll stick uh, it in absolutely. the show notes. And so okay. in the show okay, notes fantastic. to this video, or if you're listening to the podcast today, go to the show notes and you'll see a link to the, let's call it the, uh, the 30-day repricing rule or yeah, whatever we want to call it. But you look for that. We'll have it there for you. Okay. Yeah. We will provide that uh, to you right away. Yeah. And then for the other strategy I want to share before we, we finish today is uh, overstock strategy. It's when you have an item that's not selling. And Jim, I want to ask your opinion. When should you start lowering your prices for an item typically in your, in your businesses? Well, I, th I think the greatest parameter you have to look out for as an Amazon seller is those overstock fees. If you let it sit there too long, Amazon's going to start charging you for that space. If you've got your own space and it's a product that's not going to expire, you can be a little more patient and you know you have to do your own math. I like to see inventory with a nice high velocity. I don't want anything sitting in my possession or at Amazon for more than a month, ideally. That's great. That means you got everything dialed in. You got a good just-in-time kind of operation. If you got stuff sitting there for two, three, six, eight months and you're like waiting forever for it to sell, that's costing you money. That's money that's not growing. Basically, you've got your money sitting on a shelf getting dusty instead of out there doing work, right? So I like to see the nice 30-day. We actually advise all of our new Amazon sellers especially, never go more than 30 days deep into any inventory. But if you find yourself in a situation where you do have more than that, as a general rule, cut your losses sooner rather than later and deploy your money into something that's going to get you some profits. Even if it means taking a bit of a hit, get your cash back go find some better inventory because there's so many what we call underserved ASINs or underserved listings on Amazon that you could be going after as a reseller. If that's your model, there's no reason to let your money be sitting on a shelf getting dusty in this business. Yeah, exactly. So basically you want to focus on the products that are making you money and get rid of the ones that aren't making you money. It's kind of like a Pareto principle. You know, you focus on the yep. top 20% and then mm -hmm. the 80%, you might sell those products out. And with our repricer, 
what we do recommend people when they should lower their prices, maybe in the case, you know, after 30 days, you could actually automatically change your min prices. So make it a little bit easier to start selling that product. And, you know, ideally, this might be for perishable items. It might be seasonal items. And also, if you need cash flow, because you do need cash flow for the good opportunities. And sometimes those opportunities come by, but you just don't have money to buy those opportunities. Uh, so you do want to get out the ones that aren't making you money and then focus on the things that you can make money. Yeah, yeah. Keep, keep your money moving, you know? Yes, yes. So you, get, you can get the turnover. And mm -hmm. that's where the wealth can accumulate using compound effect as well. Now, right. we want to share that something that we have a 10th year anniversary that's coming up. It's actually, we delayed it by two years because of COVID. Yeah, so it's actually a 10th year anniversary. Jim's actually going to be sharing some things on there as well. And we have a very special promo, which 40, up to $45 off. And we'll also be doing some you know, special giveaways uh, for the live stream that we have. And this is going to be sometime in June. So you know, make sure to watch the YouTube space or just uh, sign up to BeQuil as well. And then if, you know, definitely use Jim's 30-day free trial to sign up. That'll be the best way that you can actually try the software yourself. And we'll put a link to all that in the show notes as well with near this video or audio. If you're listening on uh, iTunes or on your favorite podcast app, there's a link near this where you can go join the celebration. And, and I'm excited to participate and be a part of that with you guys. Congratulations. And there's a reason you guys are the repricer that we're using. You guys have really got it dialed in. You've helped us make a lot more money and we love promoting you guys. So yeah, congratulations. 10 years, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's actually 12 years, but you know, 10 years yeah. because the COVID delay. 2020 can, through 2021. Those, just, those years just don't count, man. Can we just erase those years? <laughs> yeah, let's just move forward, right? Yeah, so exactly. fantastic. Let's keep moving. Uh, but what's really important is we'll be also attending the Proven Conference. Uh, this is going to be on July 6th to 8th, and we're going to be there in person so if you have a specific repricing question, maybe you have a product that you're, you have a huge stock of, you could come and ask us there and we can give you our very specific tips. We'll also share more repricing strategies that you could use right away. You know, I don't talk about things in the cloud, you know, things that, you know, it's hard to apply. You know, I talk about things that are proven from the ground up, trustable things, and that you could actually do with actual results. Yeah, so definitely join the Proven Amazon conference. And for the people if you're watching this, yeah, we also have a lot of exclusive deals at the Proven Amazon conference, uh, working together with Jim. So Jim, we're going to look forward to going to the conference. And if you're listening to this, you know whether you're joining virtually or in person, we definitely want to see you at the Proven Amazon conference. Yeah, absolutely. And, and truly honored that you guys are making the long trip. You might get the longest distance traveled award for attending. It's July 6th through 8th in Columbus, Ohio. The website is theprovenconference.com. If you don't have tickets yet, yet like you mentioned, Samuel, it's live stream uh, available as well. But at this point, as of today, we've got about 540 people registered. I think we're going to hit about 600 registered for the event. It's going to be a tremendous event with over 40 breakout sessions and just thrilled that you guys are going to be there talking about repricing and helping out our selling community. So yeah, it's a must attend event if you can at all possibly make it. But live stream gets you all the videos as well if that's an option. And it's very low price live stream as well. So come participate at least virtually with us uh, through we'll have a private Facebook group for all the live stream attendees and viewers. Uh, it's going to be a great event whether you're there in person or joining us virtually. But again, Truly honored that you guys are making the long trip all the way over here to be with us. Yeah, I'm really excited as well. 
And no matter how far it is, uh, we will have to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm honored to have you anytime. You're in, the invitation is always there. Thanks a lot, Jim. Yeah, we look forward to seeing everybody. And thanks again for having us on the show today. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. And I appreciate hanging out with you today, my friend. And uh, we'll have another great episode for the listeners again very soon. God bless the business building warriors. And thank you, Samuel and the team for putting this together today. Excellent. Well done, buddy. Thank you. Cheers. Okay, bye-bye. Bye then. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.